0: welcome to the Trade Mastermind podcast. This is the Trade Secrets Series. I'll be your host, Joseph Valente, and this is the number one podcast for the trade and construction industry. We are the secret to starting, scaling, and growing your trade or construction business. Welcome back to another episode of the Trade Mastermind Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Valente, but you can call me JV for sure. So today I've got an extremely exciting episode, and um, the guest that I'm bringing you today is the Trade Mastermind's most successful client today. Let's welcome, with a big smile, Mr. Paul Selman from PRS. Hi, Paul. Hi, Joe. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It's an absolute honor to be here. No problem. How many podcasts have you done before, Paul? I've
1: done one before, but nothing like this.
0: (laughs) Excellent. So Paul's on his second podcast. Um, So this is going to be a real treat. Mm -hmm. And I'm really excited for Paul to be sharing um, his story with you today. Now, you find yourself watching this and Paul finds himself being here because um, Paul joined the Trade Mastermind. He was a plumbing and heating business and wanted to scale up. So, Paul... Talk to, oh, and he wanted to scale up and he recently scaled up to an incredible number and sold. So to set the tone and the journey, Paul, let's start at the beginning. Yeah, cheers. Well, like
1: I said, it was, um, it was a bit of a, a scattered start, really, especially to the plumbing business as a whole. I came out of the Navy. Um, I've been doing engineering in the Navy for a number of years. I knew I needed some sort of job when I came out and that's what the plumbing business started as. It was a job... That needed flexibility to bring up my um, son because I was mm-hmm. a single parent at the time. And I also needed something that was going to give me a business and give me something to aim at. Didn't really know what to do. So I just thought, well, if I go into plumbing and heating, a few of the guys that I knew said that they, they earned okay out of mm-hmm. it. So bought a van. Got and some was, that the
0: Navy? was that the Navy telling you to do it, or was there an opportunity? Did they give you any grants, or they, did they support? They, they do offer some
1: sort of resettlement option, mm-hmm. so you get um, an interview on the way out of what you're planning to do so they can release yep. you back to civilian life you know, with a plan instead of just dropping you straight off. Um, however, it was up to me, really, what I wanted to do. So I took my redundancy money, mm-hmm. and I invested that into a gas course. Nice. So I was one of these annoying six-week... Gas engineers. <laughs> gas man. <laughs> <laughs> Turned up on my first job. Didn't really know how to um,
0: to fit a boiler. However, Did you go and work with a company for a period of time to get some experience, build your portfolio? I did, yeah. yeah. I, I had to work for six months for free, Yeah. which is
1: something nice. that I still try to instill into the people that I yeah. have coming through, that sometimes you have to put in that groundwork mm-hmm. at the start to mm-hmm. actually get going. So I worked with a man called Neil for about six months for free to actually get grounded in the gas en- industry. And then just set out on my own, bought some tools, started getting some boiler jobs. Mm-hmm. Turned up to my first ever boiler job. Didn't have a clue what was going on. <laughs> However, I'd been on YouTube or Facebook and yeah. I met somebody down in Portsmouth called Adrian. Yeah. And um, it, it taught me through just a simple problem that I had, had on a previous job. I said, can you come and help me do this boiler? He said, yeah, I'm waiting outside. I've stripped out this property no clue what I'm doing and he still hasn't turned up. <laughs> so I was panicking at that point. However, he turned up and he ended up helping me finish that boiler job. Amazing. And then worked with me and helped me and mentored me on how to actually fit and install
0: boilers properly Great. for about four years. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he, he did definitely help shape it. There's a little business. bit of stigma attached to, you know, the six-week gas course. Mm. Um. Uh, um kind of people that come into the market and, you know, I understand why, but it's, it's our job as qualified tradespeople to, you know, create that opportunity. It's a skill shortage in the market, as you know, recruitment's tough. Um, and we have to mentor. And so we need to invest that time into people. But, you know, it, and it's, it's not the candidate's fault that the government or the industry has decided to create these short courses where they let people out without the experience. But obviously, you know, uh, it's really paid off for you. So, okay, so you did your gas course you got a van, you got some tools, mm-hmm. did your first job. Um, then where did you end up? And then I just got busy and yeah. I started getting into a, a cycle of where I was working stupid
1: hours. So first couple of years it was quite manageable, quite nice, still fresh and excited about mm-hmm. what was happening. Then I started getting more heavily involved in doing more boilers, doing more taps, doing more of everything. Basically mm. just just taking any opportunity that came my way I just started saying yes and just using that as a job. Um, but at that point I had no idea about how to run a business mm. um, I was literally running a job that had mm-hmm. a limited company attached to it so that's where it, it kind of fell over for me at, at that point I started getting more and more busy doing more and more hours and um, I was getting burnt out quite yeah. frankly doing around about 80 to 90 hours a week and I felt like I was constantly on a treadmill and not getting anywhere with mm-hmm. it um, how was your income it was all right mm-hmm. it was, I thought it was better than it probably was yeah um, but that's, that's the problem when you come from living with the bank account. You know? yeah. Just, you're constantly seeing money, especially in the plumbing game, coming in at the front end. Sometimes, if you don't know about business enough, you assume that that's your, your money.
0: Yeah. Until, yeah.
1: Turns out until you speak to your accountant at the end of the year, it's actually not your yeah. money yet. <laughs> and uh, I think that's a, that's a problem that a lot of business
0: owners sort of fall into. Pricing's a big issue again as well, you know. Mm. You sell jobs out and you discount to customers to win jobs and people don't really have a true understanding of the margin and you Mm. are bringing in that revenue cash, but you don't know the profit attached to it. As you're a sole trader, one man band, you can get away with it. Cause you know, you've gotta be um, uh, really missing a trick if you can't price your time to a job. But Mm. you know, there are people out there that can't. So getting your pricing right is absolutely important. So you're working really hard, you were doing what everybody does, making yourself more attractive to the market by, you know, offering a wide variety of services. I started out like that. Everyone starts out like that. The industry tells you to start out like that, or the other person that you used to work for does did that. So you now do it, thinking it's the right thing yep. to do. But actually, you know, and um, we'll see from and um, Paul's journey after he joined the trade mastermind how things changed. Um, and it you'll soon see that it's not the right journey. But okay, cool. So. So what happened next then? So you burnt out, but you're making a good living, but you're working really hard for it, but you were the business. Yeah, definitely. And, and it was at
1: that point, I think a lot of business owners, they get a little bit of natural downtime around about the Christmas period. Mm. And I always used to say, like, it was going to be this time next year, I'll be off the tools. That was always my goal, because uh, I was getting to the point where I didn't enjoy the work on the tools anymore. There didn't seem to be a future in it. I, and I was getting scared, basically. I thought, is this what I've got now until I retire? Yeah. This wasn't the plan eight years ago. Uh-huh. You know, I didn't really have a plan eight years ago, but it certainly wasn't where I was going. So that's when I had to start investing into myself and actually looking for different options. And, and that was a bit of like a rabbit in the headlights at that point because I didn't really know who to reach out to and where to go. The concept of mentorship was completely foreign to me at that mm-hmm. point. I'd never even heard that you could actually pay people to teach you yeah. how to learn business. Um, I just figured people start a business, if you're good at it, it works. If you're not, mm-hmm.
0: it goes bust. Mm-hmm. I had not gone just bust. just want to hold point. on that point because it's a really important one. Mm-hmm. You know, I was exactly the same as you. I didn't know that there were mentoring, coaching services, training services out there. Um, and, you know, it's, it's it, hopefully for people watching this podcast, now you realise that they are. Mm-hmm. There are people that can help. There are people that can support you to grow. Um, and, you know, it becomes a life game changer when you do jump on these services. Yeah,
1: definitely, I completely, completely agree. I mean, even at this point in time, I've got three mentors mm. in, in my life in different business areas and one in, in the personal side. Um, and it's a concept that I've really bought into now. Yeah. The main reasons are, is because you can learn from their mistakes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can. I was doing that for eight years, going around in circles and making mistakes and not knowing if it was just part of the journey or if it was just me being part of the problem. Mm-hmm. But when you then, ask somebody who's already work, walked on that path and they say, no, you know what, this is normal. Mm. This is what you're going to go through or this isn't normal. This is how you yeah. can change it. And I mean, it's, it's lonely running mm. a business. You, you don't have anybody naturally to go to. And especially when you, I didn't have staff at that point, but when you have staff and you're lonely, they're looking to you for an answer. And you don't, don't always have them. So that's why I think the concept of mentor- mentoring has, has really changed my life in the fact that I've always got somebody to bounce ideas off, to get tips from, mm-hmm. tricks. Even Every time I've spent thousands on mentoring, I've always earned a lot more back. Mm-hmm. And it might not always be immediate gratification. Mm-hmm. However, it can just be one snippet of information, one little tip that is an absolute game changer yep. and will earn me thousands in the long term. Amazing. Mm. So, yeah, when it comes to mentorship, that was an absolute fundamental game changer for me.
0: All right, good. So let's fast forward, then from, um, you know, you've been on the tools for a few years. How When did you come across the Trade Mastermind? How did you come across the Trade Mastermind? Mm-hmm. When you did, what did you do? Yeah, sure.
1: Well, um, funny enough, your uh, company was a competitor of mine yep. in, in the first instance, and um, so I knew what you were up to. Mm-hmm. You know, I was losing jobs to... to, to um, good. <laughs> that's it, yeah. Yeah. The amount of times I've been into sales appointments and found out that one of your sales guys has already been there. I say sales appointments in a loose term because I didn't even think of it as a sales appointment at that yeah. point. It was me nipping around for 10 minutes to see if I could
0: get yeah. a boiler job. So that's a whole different story. But. Coming up against an impresario salesman that was in there for an hour and a half, delivering a world-class pitch. Yeah, and I
1: wondered why they were still going with you at £800 more than
0: me. Yeah, <laughs> So, and just on that point again, the, 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 um, the quotes that you guys are doing, yeah, um, the giving the price to a customer terminology... Get that out of your mind. You're not there to give quotes. You're not there to give prices. You're there to make a sale. Your business doesn't run on um, fresh air. It doesn't run on free quotes. It doesn't run on giving out prices. It runs on cash flow, revenue, revenue into the bank. So you need to be thinking about making sales. Um, and that's a big part of what we teach here at the TM is how to drive the revenues. Mm. Yeah, I can't
1: completely agree because um, I had never thought I'd be able to run a business solely based on boiler installations. There was mm. never enough of them. And I think it was you who actually said you don't need any more leads because I was constantly saying I need some more leads, I need some more leads, need some more leads. I just needed to get better at converting the ones we yeah. have got already. Um, and that was a fundamental shift. I mean, I'd had se- s- several sales type jobs mm. prior to the Navy and I always assumed that I was rubbish at sales. Yeah. Um, I didn't particularly enjoy it. and. It was going through this process that I've realized that you, you have to constantly be uncomfortable. Yeah. And it was the being uncomfortable with selling that I mm-hmm. didn't like. Not the selling. Yeah. However, every time I now know that I feel uncomfortable, I know I'm doing something yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah, Because I'm following the right path. Then. Really good. And you have to be uncomfortable to become comfortable. Yeah. It's something that I've definitely found. Mm. But yeah, the sales process is absolutely fundamental to this game because... It allows you to stand out. There's not enough people doing it at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And doing it correctly. Yeah. Which is, is the main thing. And this is something that I have to constantly drill into my sales mm-hmm. teams as well, mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. about how to deliver these
0: pitches, because mm. there's a method, there's a blueprint. Mm. And if you follow it, it works. Exactly. Mm. So, okay, cool. So we were a competitor of yours. And then how did you come across the Trade Mastermind? Um, Email, Facebook. All of it. This is the thing. It's hard to
1: quantify. Yeah. And I think I've spoken to other people that are involved with Trade Mastermind and nobody knows quite how they actually got there. Yeah. <laughs> they just know that they ended up in a room in Peterborough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's how it kind of went. I think it must have been some sort of social media link or yeah. something that I clicked on. I mean, because you, you can buy into the story. Everybody, I believe every tradesman person is always looking to scale and get up yeah. the tools. Maybe they're not. But for me, they that's a, a sort of a fundamental truth mm. in our game. Um, and it was, must have been that message that you were delivering mm-hmm. that really appealed to me. Made contact with the office, got into a, an event, which led on to one-to-one mentoring, coaching with you and Chris. And um, as they say, the, the rest is history. Um, but one thing I will say is that you have to definitely implement the stuff that you were teaching me. Yeah. Not sure if that's harking back to my military days, but I'm mm-hmm. quite quite good
0: from that period of time which just been given an order and doing it yeah I think that um, I think that um, definitely shows mm. you know that that's really instilled in you to get get moving get cracking take mm. action do it because you know um, as Paul's just saying there you know he joined on a webinar purchased Um, the online training, then joined us on an event. Paul spent about 50,000 pounds of the trade mastermind over two years, which is an insane amount of money um, for some people, but, you know, it's not a cost or a liability. It's an incredible investment. Yeah. And um, the rewards show, but you can't come in straight at the top, you know, and Paul's business really took off to the level that it did when he joined the one-to-one coaching program. um, And, and, you know, he came through the ecosystem of the trade mastermind. And, you know, that's where I want you guys thinking, if you're thinking about joining us, is look at the ecosystem, right? Come in, get onto the university, do the training, come to an event, do the training, come to uh, uh, the one-to-one coaching programs, masterminds, but take action. Most importantly, take action. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and uh, on,
1: just on... To put that into a sort of a real life scenario i didn 't walk straight through the doors two two and a half years ago and mm-hmm. start spending what i 'm spending now on marketing, yeah, I used to worry then about spending two hundred quid on checker trade or yeah. where I could justify it, now spending ten to fifteen thousand pounds on on marketing to drive leads into the business on a consistent basis. now, if you told me on per day month, per month. month, so yeah, if you told me to do that on day one, yeah. I would have laughed turned around and walked out yeah because yeah, I, I where's that money coming from Jack? yeah you know, where 's the money for my engineers coming from my first engineer hired at 36 grand a year thought can I really afford that mm-hmm. I now pay them 50 grand a year off the ball yeah you know, just because I know that it's worth it and I know that I've got faith in the business to know that mm-hmm. every time I put a decent member of staff in the yeah. there is a decent member of staff I make more money yeah or I get more time back one or the other mm-hmm. but it just is an complete non-brainer now to start hiring staff and if there's one thing I could change in my business life, it would have been hire
0: correctly and hire quicker Mm. a lot earlier in the journey. Yeah, a great point. I mean, look, how many people are scared about hiring? um, Mm. So many. And, you know, people don't make that first hire you know, because they're so worried about their reputation. Um, You know, they're worried about what if he does something wrong and it destroys Mm. um, my reputation. And um, the reality is the... um, the, the negatives are always what people think about. They don't think about the positives. Mm. You know, it's like, what if it goes wrong? Then what about if it goes right? What about if they come in and drive the sales? What about if they organize your office? What about if they make you more profit? What about if they do an incredible job and enhance your reputation? Because you can't grow a business without people, okay. systems, or processes. Mm.
1: And I can guarantee that I used to think exactly the same way, especially when it came to engineers. I thought I was pretty decent. You know, I probably was pretty decent. It wouldn't have been going for eight years and repeat business mm-hmm. if I wasn't. However, I can guarantee now that every engineer that I've got underneath is working and installing these boilers is actually better than me. Yeah. You know, I'll see the pictures of. You me. were a six week gas course, man. Oh, I was at a six week <laughs> gas course, man. I didn't have the uh, get, get every pipe straight <laughs> mentality, you know, it was get, get the job in. Um, same with the sales guys, but people have different specialities. Yeah. You constantly have to make yourself redundant from those roles. So yeah. as a business I mean, owner, you can, you can have a flavor of every role that's needed but you need to get yourself out of that mentality of what do I need to do and into the mentality of who can I get to do it. Yeah. And once you then get that key, but this all boils back down to the other stuff that you taught me with the finances, mm-hmm. getting my spreadsheets in order, because some of the questions you asked me on my first appointment, what's your CPA? I didn't know what CPA was, and yeah. I understood how integral it was to the business. How many sales was I making a month? How many leads am I generating? You know, all those business principles were complete mm. to me at that point in time but once you get them factored in you get your forecast together you start putting all this together and this isn't just me putting icing on the cake this is me telling mm-hmm. the truth you need these forecasts because then that tells you if you can hire another member stop. Yeah.
0: without you you just guess him yeah um, and like many um, many uh, of us you know the first time you hear those questions um, you know I, I when I went first went into the boardroom with Lord Sugar I was 25 sat down um and this was not non on the tv show behind the scenes and i sat with him his fd so that's financial director senior accountant junior accountant and you know i was 25 year old running a half a million pound a year plumbing business i I knew about hard work and you know insane plumbing skills i didn't know about finance um but i was making the company work but i remember sitting there and being past the accounts and looking at it and going I don't know what any of this stuff is, hmm. and I need to. And it was a very embarrassing moment for me. And I remember at that point, I was like, I have got to level up. Um, I have got to go and get trained around this stuff. And you know, him as a mentor, naturally, over that period, um, uh, he, he trained me and made me look at the things that I needed to know. But I also went and did my own training on accounts and all that other stuff. You know, And um, like many people, when you first hear it, it's like, how have I been running my business to this point without this information, mm. um, you know, and it's kind of a bit of a um, bit of an eye-opening, it's a real eye-opening moment. Yeah, would you agree? Yeah, definitely,
1: and it is. It's um, It's like the blind leading the blind in the in the first instance. Mm. Um, but once you do get a grasp of it, you still need to take ownership of that as well. So it's all very well Chris giving me the spreadsheets I mm-hmm. needed to know, but sometimes with my individual business I needed to adapt them yeah i didn't know how to use an excel spreadsheet i've yeah. touched that since like gcse maths and yeah. i'm not gonna say how many years ago
0: that was but <laughs> so yeah. a considerable amount of time but just to put into context christopher regiro is my business partner from the trade mastermind he does the back end of our coaching system processes finance yeah. but now I, I can't live without these spreadsheets yeah.
1: to the point where i've got other businesses and i've, I've implemented that blueprint and that fundamental spreadsheets into that business. Yeah, and I can forecast that now. I can, Amazing. I can quite honestly say that if you gave me an idea, if as long as I can use those tools, I can forecast any business and get, yeah. get it earning money.
0: You know? you know, everything that you learn in business, you'll notice um, becomes a transferable skill. Everything that we teach at The Trade Mastermind mm. becomes a transferable skill that you can take into any business because what most people believe is the product is what drives the business, but it's the business principles that drive the business. And the product is um, almost secondary because it fits most business um, processes and infrastructure. When you learn sales principles, marketing principles, you know, operations, when you understand finance, these can be adapted to any model.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, and I have done. I've done this in three different industries now in the mm-hmm. last two
0: years. And
1: they're all profitable businesses. Excellent. But that's off the back of actually knowing the fundamental principles
0: of how to run a business. Yeah, Which is something that was lacking in my life three years ago. Yeah. Tradesmen running a trades business. You know, um, not businessmen running a trades business. Plumbers start plumbing businesses. Electricians start electrical businesses. Builders build houses. But no one's teaching you to run a business until a trade mastermind comes along. Rihanna, it doesn't it doesn't shut off. It's, does nah, the buttons broke, so <laughs> I can't it. oh, that doesn't even fix it. <laughs> Still pings off. Um, <laughs> it's so a new phone. <laughs> so um, so um, okay. So we are. Um, you've been with a trade mastermind now for around two years. Mm-hmm. You started when you were doing how much turnover um, a year? T- turnover a year, I think, was about one ninety. Exits one hundred ninety thousand, and in two years you took that to about one point two million. One point two million, seven figures. Okay, um, incredible success story, I and mean, you've done that in building a boiler installation business, right? Yeah, we let
1: all the other work go. Yeah, I never thought I'd be able to just sustain myself with boilers, but it took around about four months of being on board. It yeah. happened really quickly to go from doing five boilers a month to 20 boilers a month yeah and it was only over the period of the next two years where i was able to build on that to make it 22 24 26. Yeah. and build it up gradually and put the the people in place that were needed to support that level of business yeah and then we topped out thankfully the last month that i was in business with prs mm-hmm. was the best month that we had and we did 38 boilers wow um so and, and like i said at that point if i would wanted to be running that business myself i couldn't have done it was yeah. physically impossible So you have to create that infrastructure. Put the right people in place to drive the amount of sales to keep you out of the business enough so you can just keep an eye on the principles and keep on the KPIs and the things that you need to just monitor as a business owner. Mm. And actually at that point, when we did our biggest month in business, I was pretty much Mm -hmm, mm part-time. I was just keeping an eye on the reports, keeping an eye on that the marketing was running. Like I said, key people in the business were reporting to me just on a daily basis, at the end of every day. Yeah. So we're doing more, I'm earning more money, doing a hell of a lot less work mm-hmm. than I was three years ago. And sometimes you've got to be careful what, what you wish for, because yeah. I was bored. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. I got to the point you know, where I go, right, what next? But that was the other thing, is that when you get those principles in and you get a hunger for it, you yeah. think, well, what next? What can we yeah. do now? What's next yeah, and it is it becomes you become addicted to just
0: starting and doing business and and growing amazing so Paul's gone from you know doing all different trades jobs like many of you listening will be you know service the breakdown the repairs the installs, the private domestic commercial industrial advertising, everything to everyone mm-hmm. um, to really um, Simplifying his model. He's taken the Trade Mastermind seven figure boiler business builder blueprint and gone with it. And when I created that blueprint, I decided in Impra, okay, in 2016, that we were going to stop being a maintenance company. We were going to stop being one of those Spanish restaurants where you have a menu with about 40 pages and a million dishes and none of it tastes any good okay to becoming a michelin star boiler installation business where we offered one thing to one market and it was the best um uh dish on the menu, you know, and we went on to build that to the largest independent boiler installation company in the UK. And, you know, we have that blueprint. You can now see that that blueprint can be taught, that that blueprint works, and that simplifying most definitely is the right move to scale. Your business is usually chaotic because you're creating too much for your um, uh, junior um, systems and processes to handle. Your systems and processes aren't advanced enough yet to be able to handle that multiple um uh, Requirements, You know, Coca-Cola didn't do Diet Coke for 45 years. It took them to make their second product. So it puts into perspective how much they really drilled that one um, piece. Okay, awesome, good. So Paul's been on the journey with us, built an incredible business, hired loads of people, hit the seven figures, and then decided that it was time to sell. Yeah, sure. I mean, that, that was kind of in the back of my mind as a plan.
1: That's what I wanted to build it for. I couldn't have sold the business um, two, three years ago because mm-hmm. I was the business. Yeah. So you know, if I stopped, everything stopped. Um, so that was fundamental in learning how to actually make myself redundant from every sort of day-to-day aspect of that business to then be able to create something that's sellable to somebody who doesn't particularly know the ins and outs of a, a boiler business. Yeah. And that that is a critical point. You can probably I could have probably sold it earlier to another plumber. Yeah. Yeah but try and find another plumber with a budget to buy a boiler business It's yep. gonna be difficult. So I had to take it to that level where this business can run on a day-to-day mm. base, uh, basis without me. And uh, that's exactly what I did. I, mm-hmm. I hired some really integral members of staff in to actually, they were, just, they were top of their game. Yep. Um, and it's been key. But like Brilliant. I said, you pay peanuts, you get monkeys, you yeah. pay decent wages, you're gonna get decent people and they will change your life because they just give you your life back. Yep. That's allowed me to then sell the business step away, I'm onto my next, as you call it, vehicle Mm -hmm. in business. And um, the sky's the limit. Really excited for the future. Amazing. You smashed it, my man. Well
0: done. Incredible. And, you know, we're so proud of what Paul's achieved. Um, It's very inspiring for us, for um, the marketplace and you know, just really goes to show that um, what we do is adding value, which is why I'm in business. So absolutely pleased. Now, you know, Paul said that he's done it by making himself redundant, by hiring people, by putting in systems and processes. You've got to grow to have enough activity to underpin it with this stuff. You've got to have enough sales in your business to have enough profit on those sales to pay for people, to make yourself redundant. So if you're serious about growing and exiting and selling one day or handing it down to somebody, you can't hand down you or sell you, okay? So you have got to make your business sellable and that's by removing you and allowing that business to work. Um, So hopefully you guys have found this um, podcast um, very, very valuable today. Um, Paul, what's next for you um, uh, at the TM? Well, thankfully you've given me the uh, the role now to be a
1: trade coach. So the, the main thing I'm looking forward to that is that I'm able to actually share the knowledge that I've built up over the last two to three years and help other trades businesses do the same, if that's what they wish to do. But I just love working with people now. I mean, there's an old saying that if you wanna go fast, go alone. If you wanna go far, go together. And that's what I've proven now by working with trade is that it's the team around you that helps you go far and backs you up, gives you the support you need
0: and gets you the results you want amazing good stuff so Paul's joining us as a trade coach you're going to see a lot more from Paul um, on content on podcasts and our events and so on so um, yeah it's been an incredible podcast really excited for the next steps Um, thank you so much for Paul for coming in yeah thanks Um, congratulations again and hopefully this inspires many of you guys watching this is the trade mastermind podcast I am your host Joseph Valente and we are the secret to scaling your business go and follow me on social media it's at mr joseph valente go to at trademastermind go to at Selman Paul. Selman Paul. (laughs) Go to www.trademastermind.co.uk and come and join us. Stay tuned for the next episode. Please make sure that you um, subscribe to the podcast, that you subscribe to the channel, that you leave us a review, that you comment any questions that you've got. I'm active on the comments. I'll respond. We'll help you. uh, We'll support you and we'll do what needs to get done. um, Together, um, we're going to get there. Thanks all head over to www.trademastermind.co.uk to find out more or follow us on social media at Trademastermind or at Mr. Joseph Valente.